Having trouble getting to sleep? A couple of tips from your friends at the Focus Group. They're all business, except when they're not. It's the Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Welcome to the Focus Group. John Nash here with my good friend and co-host, Tim Bennett. TFG Unbuttoned is our Tuesday podcast. You can find out about that and this show at thefocusgroup.com or focusgroupradio.com. I'm sorry, the Focus Group is actually our Facebook and social stuff, right? Yeah, some of it's Focus Group Radio. And so it's the focus group. (laughs) Then that bulwark stole our show and logo, by the way. They use the same logo (laughs) font and everything's the same. (laughs) Why not? You know, that's that should be Tim's talking about another podcast called The Focus Group that started up like about a year ago or something. And it's just eerie how similar the the logo is and everything. I guess it's a um what is that uh that line, you know, imitation is the highest form of flattering. flattering. Yeah. Yeah. Except when you're uh, some call it copyright that... infringement or stealing, but I, yes, that's what I would call it. We'll call it flattery. Anyway, focusgroupradio.com is our website. You can learn about us and our partner, including Deep Discount, who we'll be visiting with uh, later in the show. So here we are in August, as we slide into the end of the summer. Right? It's just uh, weird that it's like you know we talked about this last week on the show how fast the time goes. The whole bit. We had a lot oh, of wow. thunderstorms. A lot of storms. Did you get a lot of storms? We got. Yes. Um, we've been dodging a lot of the worst of it, to be honest with you. Um, like it will go to the South in Jersey, or if we're upstate, it will go to a different area. Um, but yeah, we've had some tree damage and here in the city, it got pretty bad yesterday, but yeah, it's just, it's the summer. Hey, do you remember, I don't know if you remember this or not back in March, I think it was, I forget what government, uh, it was OSHA or the, uh, you know, the oceanographic, whatever the, the weather bunch, NOAA. They were like, you know, the the East Coast or the Northeast is going to have a wetter than normal summer. I kind of right. ignored it because we had all the heat early in the whole bit, but it has been wetter than normal. <laughs> yeah, we it was it was horrible. We had horrible rains uh, over the last couple of days, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's um I don't know the weather patterns just seem to be so odd lately, but maybe it's just we're paying more attention to them. Mm, I don't know. You and I talk about this all the time when we were kids. You know, the we had ice storms, snowstorms. We had a lot more winter than we right. did we, than we have now, especially in Connecticut. Hey, here's one for you. I went to the mailbox the other day, um, upstate, and I can't got a package from our our friend Billy, our listener Billy, and it was a Blu-ray disc of a movie called Jumper. Jumper. And it's yeah, it stars Hayden Christensen, who played Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars movies. And I suspect this is why Billy sent it. I have to send him a thank you note. Uh, but it's funny because it's one of those movies that it, it, the premise is that Hayden Christensen has the ability to teleport himself anywhere he wants. So he jumps all over the world. He jumps into bank vaults and steals money. He'll jump to the top of the Great Pyramid and hang out for a little bit to chill. <laughs> you know, something like jumping. that. So it's a movie I've actually never watched. I've seen four or five clips from it. So I thought this is I'll have to pop this in and, and How old report is it? back to Billy. I think it's 2008. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I love when that stuff pops up in the mail, like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Have you seen Barbie yet? You're going to go see it? No, I've heard um, I've heard amazing things about it. I had lunch with my friend Ed yesterday, and he saw the movie. And I said, what would you think? He goes, I loved it. He, and I said, well, you know, there's a lot of pushback because of, I guess, Ken and the patriarchy and all this, you know, all the, the right-wing talking points. And we both laughed because we were like, you know, Ken – 
as a doll was always right. an accessory to Barbie. It wasn't right. like he was the main thing. He was something you, you bought like with the camper or the dream house you got Ken. <laughs> right. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. And my fear is this was the last time I remember hype like this was for the movie, the sixth sense. Yes. Sixth sense. And you know, I went in there and figured it out in three minutes. I was concerned that, um, there's been so much hype about it that I'll, I will come away with, hmm, what's the big deal? Because there's been so much hype about it. But I'll probably, I guess I'll probably watch it from my, my uh, comfort of home. I don't know. If oh, I'll go so to when, the it, when it hits uh, video, hey, it, it made a ton of money at the box office. Billion, one of the billion dollar movies. Yeah, and, and everybody I've, I've spoken to or heard from said it's a fun film. Definitely watch it. Um, and then Ed turned me on to a video, a music video by Troy Sivan, a young singer. Um, and I think the song the video is to is called Rush. And when it starts, there's the word Rush across. It's like a short film, but it's a music video. But the Rush is actually the logo from the Popper's bottle. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and when you watch the video, it's it's sexy. It's a lot of things. And at the end, I, I watched with Bob the other day on the computer. And at the end of the video, I said, this is the right wing's fever dream when you... <laughs> Because it's kids drinking, playing, having sex, partying. And you're like, oh, this is why this is, yeah. How was the song? I like the song. The song was terrific, actually. Uh, so no complaints there. Mm, I'll have to look that one up. I haven't heard that one. I've been, look, I've been digging through old music. And uh, so I was on an Elton John kick for a little while. We'll see what happens. Not a bad kick to be on. You know, um, we bought Yellow Brick Road. It was remastered or something. And mm -hmm. um, I remember my sister Lisa playing that nonstop when it came out. And to listen to it again, you know, you just realize what a talent, right? Right. Well, there's so much of that 70s, you know, mm -hmm. late 70s uh, talent. They were really um, spectacular. I mean, Heart's another one that comes to mind. I was on a heart, heart binge for a while, too. Anne and Nancy Wilson's voices are incredible. But, yeah. So, no, I've got to try, what's it, Troy Sivan. Troy Sivan, T-R-O-Y-E-S-I-V-A-N, Troy Sivan. It's called Rush. Oh, Just check the video, official music video. Check that one out. I think you'll, you'll get a kick out of it. Cool. It's for the kids. For the yeah, kids. For the kids. <laughs> so if you're uh, new to the show, we do what we just did. We catch up, banter a little bit. We have a segment called Caught Our Eye, where we look at two, uh, Tim and I each bring a news item to the table that might interest the other one usually they're never the same uh, we visit with our partner deep discount take a quick break uh, we have the business birthday of the week the only show in the universe that celebrates business birthdays and then we wrap up with a shop talk and this week it's uh, a one about um, trying to get to sleep faster and easier uh, a lot of people have trouble falling asleep when they get into bed at night um, and there are a couple reasons why and so we'll help you navigate that but to get things going mr bennett what caught your eye what caught your eye? Here's what Tim and John found. So mentioning music, I saw this. Uh, you probably saw this. It was uh, pretty well publicized uh, last I week. I actually did not see this. So you I'm, did I'm not? curious no. to hear about this. Yeah. So it's uh, singer Taylor Swift, um, who is on tour currently. But uh, she decided to thank everybody that was involved in the production. Now, I'm sure other people do this. But um, she certainly made an effort to do it. And in, in, in some cases, the... Uh, the effort is life-changing. So it says, on Wednesday, sources confirmed that Taylor Swift, who is in the midst of selling six sold-out shows uh, in L.A. recently, has given bonuses to the crew 
totaling over $55 million. She's given bonuses to everybody, the dancers, the riggers, the sound techs, catering, uh, among others, everyone who's worked on this massive show. They said, the pop megastar 33 also presented each of the tour truck drivers a $100,000 check. So if you were driving one of the big 18-wheelers or one of the big trucks that drives overnight to move the concert from one place to another, they said the drivers opened up the check. She had had done a handwritten personal card to each person with her wax seal on it. And when people opened them up, they thought maybe it was $1,000 or maybe it was $10,000. They just couldn't believe that these were $100,000 checks. They said in many cases this was life-changing for these folks who are on the road uh, 24 weeks away from their family. At least it's, it's grueling work. And this hundred thousand dollars could help towards um, college a down payment on a house, or uh, paying off a home, or college tuition for kids, that sort of thing. So, kudos to her for um, for taking care of everybody that, that uh, made her trip a success. They said she realizes without everybody, the whole team working together, that um, she would never be able to put on the show she does. So good for her, Tim. Do you think? I'm how does this work? Um, when you hand somebody a check for a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yes. There are tax, there has to be tax ramifications, right? It says it comes with a corresponding tax document. (laughs) It did come with a tax document. And so they'd have to declare it as either a gift or winnings, I suppose. Is that? Yeah. And I guess it would depend on your tax bracket, right? So I guess you would give it to your accountant and figure it out. So it's either going to be, if you made fifty thousand that year and you got a hundred thousand, it'll be hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I guess would be your income, unless okay, okay. So a gift is handled being, differently. I don't it's know. It's being how. classified as a bonus, though. You said that, right? That's how she classified them yeah, as a bonus. So. Okay, so that's salary then. So at the end of the year, it's so if this were like you know, if you went into let's say you walk into a casino and you hit the jackpot of a slot machine and you get a right. hundred thousand. Immediately, the casino either hold with will will hold it for you, or they give you the the special form for the IRS. But I think fifty percent then goes to the government because that's winnings. But this is salary and bonus, which is different. Yeah, I don't. I guess everybody's tax bracket will be will be different. Regardless, I guess it's mm-hmm. it's. Um, hey, it's really, not a bad problem to have if you get a hundred thousand no. and you put aside a little bit for the tax man, and the accountant says, "Here's what you got to pay," and you pay it, you're still ahead, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yep. So I thought that was a, a nice story and a, a feel-good story about someone taking care of the, all the folks that make her show work. So I agree. I agree. And she's, she's known for that. And I, I observe her. Um, I think she, not only she's an incredibly talented musician, but she's a smart businesswoman, isn't she? Yeah. Well, they, they, there was another story, too, which I, I didn't know which one to do. I, I liked the idea of her um, compensating the folks. But there's also a claim that she created an earthquake in Seattle. Oh, so, yeah, they, they so many people dancing, yeah. right? They had two point something on the on the Richter scale. Now, I was going to say, have they been to a B fifty twos concert? They'd probably felt the same thing. But uh, yeah, that would have been a, a like a, a higher number, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So Taylor Swift, good for her. So what, there what you caught, go. So what, what caught my eye is literally something that caught my eye. It's on a news article. I was uh, walking down the street, going to Rockefeller Center, and there was a bunch of girls with their parents, dads and moms, and they all had these rectangular pink kind of backpacks on. And from a distance, it was like, it could have been, like, I thought maybe it's like a little knapsack, maybe they're like girl brownies or Girl Scouts or something. But as I got closer, 
it became apparent that what they were carrying on their backs was American Girl dolls. <laughs> now, you know, any parent who happens to be listening or aunt or uncle understands the cult of American Girl. In fact, you have sometimes you have parents who say, oh, we avoided that whole thing. Like we never we never mentioned the names to our daughters or things like that. So as I got closer, it's this pink, this reddish thing, this red backpack with pink straps. And the they put their doll in it. And there's a cutout, like a plastic window <laughs> for the doll to look through. I'm walking along and there's all different dolls. And there's like you know, seven of these girls and they all got the things on. And they're all excitedly talking to their mom and dad about, you know, what accessory they're going to get. They're naming their, their dolls by the names that, you know, all the dolls are named like Amelia or Kathy or whatever. The girl, the American Girls store is literally up the block. It had moved. It used to be on Fifth Avenue. Now it's on this 52nd Street, I think, and um, near Rock Center. But I kept getting struck by the fact that it looked like the girls were carrying caskets on their Oh, backs. my God, John. <laughs> because it's a, like if you're watching on the YouTube video, there, it's a rectangular case that fits the doll, only the doll, maybe one or two accessories. But it, And then I thought, it looks like a cryogenic suspension pod from a science fiction movie. I mean, it, it looked like everything but a backpack for a doll. And I thought, my God, you know, they, guess what they charge for this thing at American Girl? If you want to carry your doll around on your back, guess how much you got to pay for that? <sighs> I'm going to say they're $99. You're a little over by like, it's 36 bucks. Oh, okay. Is it, what's it just little? It's just a, it's just nylon, a nylon bag with a zipper and a window for the girl to have that dead eye stare through. So she's got that, right. So she's in the plastic. So, you know, you'd suffocate your kid if you put them in that. I'm (laughs) I'm with you. I'm surprised they didn't do more like a papoose or something for the back, right? Where the kid, you know, you see those things where the kids are out loose because here, you know, you might get the idea, put your little baby sister in there, zip it up, and then they're going <laughs> to suffocate. Yeah, it just, I, 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 I slow walked. I was behind them until they all crossed the street and, and excitedly darted into the American Girl store. And I, this just brings back memories of when I took my niece, my youngest niece, as a birthday or Holy Communion gift, I forget what, what it was, to the American Girl Cafe. And um, the mater d the general the gm the mater d everybody spoke to the doll they didn't speak to you like oh what are you having God. for lunch today and the menu at the american <laughs> girl cafe for the doll you could order the doll shortbread cookies and tea it was like 10 or 12 dollars and they actually bring a little miniature tea thing and cookies to the table and they put it in front of the doll and you're paying for it that was a crazy day so that that's so these kids just, must have been coming from a birthday party or something you think I, you know what? Everybody it went and got like, to get an American doll. Or... The, the story that I invented in my head was this group of kids and parents, they were on a pilgrimage. This, because they had the special carriers, the coffin carrier with the window, <laughs> they were on a pilgrimage to the American Girl store. That's the story I invented. That's your story. I mean, yeah. They probably came from North Jersey or Southern Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Probably some sort of birthday get together or something. That was my <laughs> guess. That's all I would call it. And everybody when got we were, to get an American doll in a carrier. You know, when we were kids, like I had G.I. Joe, I had Major Matt Mason, I had my Matchbox. My, the only thing I ever carried in a case was my Matchbox car collection yeah. because it actually had a carrying case. Remember the vinyl case you could and the trays you could put the yeah. cars in? And you would go to another friend's house, you'd play Matchbox for a couple yeah. hours, put your trays back. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're right. That's what's, that was really the only thing that had a, had a carrying. I'm trying to think if there's anything else with a carrying case. Mm. I, don't, I don't think so. Not Tonka trucks, no. You know, like I'm thinking boy stuff, of course. But um, yeah, it's just I, Bar- Barbie probably had a, a doll case of some sort. 
Maybe for all your accessories and stuff. Yeah. I'd have to look that up. I don't know. But there you go. The American girl coffin carrier is what I would call it. In air quotes. That would scare parents away if they started calling it that. <laughs> anyway, as many of you know, our partner here on the show is Deep Discount. We'd like you to uh, go to their site by going to ours, focusgroupradio.com, and clicking on the Deep Discount logo and start shopping away incredible deals on, of course, movies, TV shows, but also books and records and toys and games. They pretty much have anything you're looking for there. I found, I find stuff all the time. In fact, it's probably not the best place for me to visit because (laughs) I'm always finding something I want to get. So what did you pick? Oh, we have a sale this week. I'm sorry. And I love this sales, the cult and indie film sale. And Tim, when I started going through the cult and indie film collection, like page by page, I, I don't know if it was like you, I could have picked 20 movies easily there's a lot of great films in this collection yeah there are and a lot of them i think we picked in the past too um and on some of them so uh i this week picked best in show (laughs) and anyone who's a fan of uh any of the christopher guest work or if you were a fan recently of white lotus with jennifer coolidge um and a number of these were waiting for guffman was i believe the first one Uh, i always love this one best in show it was originally released in 2000 and uh, released here in DVD or Blu-ray, and uh, for under twenty dollars, for only eleven oh nine, just for the DVD. But if you want Blu-ray, it's about uh, fifteen bucks. But it's about the wacky world of um, of show dogs at the and everybody getting ready across America for the Mayflower Dog Show, and kind of this tongue-in-cheek comedy of how um, the different characters represent. And uh, it really is a very funny, I think, um, smart comedy. I guess is Eugene Levy has two left feet. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, it's brilliantly done. And the Mayflower dog show is basically a stand in for the Westminster. Westminster. Yeah. (laughs) Club. I love where Jennifer Coolidge is, but the old, old man, it's almost like, um, what was her name? Anna Nicole Smith with the old oil tycoon, but she's sitting there. We have a lot in common. Uh, We both (laughs) like soup. (laughs) Do you know that, um, (laughs) <laughs> when they shot some of these films, like Best in Show, Guffman, there the Mighty uh, Wind was the one about folk music. The yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Mighty Wind is blowing. Um, they allow the actors, since they're all like ensemble, to do a lot of the ad libbing. So there's a script, but apparently Christopher Guest encourages them to kind of live the character and go off it. Speaking of Best in Show, you know, it stars Parker Posey as well. Right. Uh, she plays a, a neurotic dog owner who their dog loses its stuffed toy called Busy Bee. Remember, it's Busy Bee. <laughs> Je- uh, Parker Posey has a house up the road from ours in the country. And we were out talking to a tree guy on Saturday to get some limbs cut off. And there's a woman walking up the road. And Bob waves. I wasn't really paying. Bob goes, oh, that was Parker Posey walking by. <laughs> Parker po- I wouldn't know her. You almost want to run her. up to her and... and and relive some of her lines from uh, Waiting for Guffman, because in Guffman, <laughs> she played a Dairy Queen. You know, you got your flurry, you got your blizzard, remember? <laughs> Excellent pick. It seems like you and I were in a comedy state of mind, because the pick that I had from this sale is the docket. Well, it's a mockumentary, a lot along the lines of Best in Show. We were really, like, psychically connected to him. This is, the movie's called What We Do in the Shadows. Um, the original release date was 2014. It's about a house of vampires um, and a New Zealand film crew comes in to shoot like a reality documentary. And these vampires live in the modern world and I think they live on Staten Island. 
I'm saying that I think they do because this movie triggered an actual show series. on FX. Yeah, it's yeah. a series now. I think it's four One seasons. of Matt's favorite shows. Do you, do you watch it? Matt We loves it. fell into it. We had to, we didn't watch it too quickly because there's only, a, there's a new season coming out soon, but we loved it. I think it's hysterical. We, we literally almost cry laughing out loud. And again, it's the house of vampires on Staten Island. There's, and it's all that stuff that they do with that reality stuff. The camera moves. Sometimes you, you know, so it's <laughs> this one's really just quite amusing and um I just love cast. the House of Vampires in Staten Island. Oh, Staten Island I think, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of monsters on that island. <laughs> and the uh we have a new release this week and the new release is called Fast X. Uh this is part of the uh the car driving saga. We all know about it star uh starring uh Tom Toretto who's played by Vin Diesel. And his family have overcome impossible odds to outsmart, outnerve, and outdrive every foe. Uh, so you have people like Jason Momoa. Um, you know, you had Vin Diesel, and there was a star of the, this chain that passed away sadly in an accident. And I think they devoted the movie, or they dedicated the movie to him. But um, have you ever watched any of the? Fa- it's like the Fast and Furious. Franchise. I watched the first. I, yeah, I watched the first Fast and Furious, and then all of the. Uh kind of uh sequels i guess afterwards i have not and um but it's just you know i think for a certain age kid or guy um that seemed to like this stuff it's a pretty popular franchise oh and insanely choreographed car chases yeah and just stunts that wouldn't you wouldn't believe so i think that's what the movie really attracts is like oh my god i can't believe they did that but (laughs) yeah lots of lots of boy racer stuff so, uh, as John mentioned, there's a uh, sale going on right now, Colt. Um, is it Colt Classics? Is that Colt and Indie Films. Colt and Indie Films, I'm sorry. And uh, at Deep Discount, you can get there by going to our page, which is focusgroupradio.com. Click on the Deep Discount logo and start shopping away. Again, it's the Colt and Indie Films sale. I had picked Best in Show, which um, is, is, a, is a favorite, you know, typical Colt film. John picked What We Do in the Shadows, which also spawned a very popular uh, series on FX, so be sure to uh, look for that as well at Deep Discount. And the release this week is Fast X, and uh, so be sure to pick that up as well. And uh, we appreciate you shopping. We just uh, I just got an email from someone who went and purchased the Looney Tunes um, compilation I mentioned a couple weeks back. Ah, uh, was it Tim? Was that the Platinum Collection? Yeah, some someone yeah. had said you know they had they had listened to the show and they had purchased it and they they had let me know they had gone through Focus Group Radio so we can get uh, get credit for it. So thank you. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back. We've got uh, a shop talk for us about uh, ways to help you. One thing you can do to help you sleep better, at least. We'll see if we agree. Stay with us. You're listening to The Focus Group with Tim and John. Learn more at focusgroupradio.com. Now back to The Focus Group with Tim and John. Available pretty much everywhere. Welcome back to the Focus Group. John Nash with Tim Bennett. Focusgroupradio.com is the website. You can check us out there and also be sure to listen for TFG Unbuttoned. If you're if you're liking us and you're you subscribe on an audio platform like Spotify or iTunes, you're probably already getting it. So enjoy. <laughs> and uh, without further ado, we have a business birthday for you. 
Everyone does celebrity birthday greetings, but the Focus Group is the only show in the universe that celebrates business birthdays. So, uh, born August 9th, 1881, uh, is Clarence Saunders. Clarence Saunders, I'm sorry. What did I say? Clarence. That's a, yeah. <laughs> it's like Lawrence. Clarence Saunders, born August 9th, 1881, died at 72 in 1953. He's the father of modern retailing. And uh, they said he was an American grocer who first developed the modern retail sales model of self-service. His ideas had massive influence on the development of the modern supermarket. And then he worked for most of his life trying to perfect the truly automated store. First, he developed Piggly Wiggly. Then he developed a store called Key Doozle and one called Food Electric. Now, when he was asked why he developed Piggly Wiggly, where the name came from, he said, just for this reason, so you would ask me. He thought it was. Wait, 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 wait. That was the genesis of the name of the store? That's what he said, yeah. So you would ask me. <laughs> so he, they, they said he, um, so he invented the Piggly Wiggly stores, which were primarily in the South. Mm-hmm. And prior to uh, shopping, so when our great-grandparents or grandparents shopped, I think, you would walk into a store and you would see the clerk and they would go back and find the things for you. And so what he decided to do was to replace where uh, the kind of upfront store counter was with checkout stands um, where there would be clerks there and essentially took all the inventory from the back of the store and put it on shelves in what he called one continuous shelf so that people could go in there and see everything they had. They said it also allowed him to show four times the amount of goods or brands that other stores could do because he had everything out there in the open. He, um, so this also allowed for quicker service because you didn't have to wait in line for the clerk to get things. And uh, he essentially introduced the shopping cart. So before then, if you think about it, there was no shopping cart. Uh, the continuous slide, refrigeration for butter and dairy. He had no meat. Um, a big thing at the time was you were given a register tape at the end of your sale. And uh, it also spawned impulse shopping. <laughs> so they said he patented this idea and began franchising the Piggly Wiggly stores. And uh, within five years, they had sold over $5 billion worth of uh, merchandise. What happened was he tried to corner the market on Wall Street, and the New Yorkers didn't uh, like his game very much, and they essentially bankrupt him and uh, put him out of business, short, shorted the stock. The, shock, the stock was worth a huge amount of money. He tried to play a game on Wall Street with cornering the market, and they, they shut it down. And so during the Great Depression, pretty much lost everything. Um, he did though, start another, another franchise, fr- franchise called Kedoozle, K-E-E-D-O-O-Z-L-E, which was essentially an automated store, like a large vending machine or an automat. So you would go in there, you would see things you want within a glass cabinet, and then, um, you would have to place the item kind of on a conveyor belt and then it would come out, but the conveyor belt would break down a lot, they said, after they punched the tape. So that didn't really work. So then he went and tried right before he died, he developed food electric. And Food Electric was the precursor, the predecessor, they said, to self-checkout. And uh, so the store operated all automatically. The customer would collect the groceries, wrap them, and act as their own cashier. So it eliminated the checkout crush and uh, cut overhead expenses. So um, he had that store for, he said it could handle $2 million in volume with only eight employees. Wow. And um, so the first store was located only a few blocks from his Piggly Wiggly. And uh, but that didn't necessarily catch on either um, as a as a full concept. But we know self serve now is very very much indeed important. 
He also, as a sidebar, was the very first person to use advertising, newspaper advertising, to campaign for a political candidate. And uh, it was in mm. Tennessee. He, he was campaigning for a particular person who was acquaintance, and he was able to run positive and negative ads in the newspaper, which has not been done before. So he kind of spawned. We have him to thank for that as well. So um, Clarence Saunders. A couple Saunders. things. Um, Char- Clarence Saunders. Okay. So at, earlier, you were using the term self-service. And what that really meant was up until that point, you would actually go to a grocer and give them a list and they would walk back and forth and get everything off the right. shelves, right? Yeah, if you so watch Dennis you... the Menace, you'll see that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so they walk in, and that was, the, that was the 50s, that was 60s. But yes, you would walk in with your list and say you wanted flour or you wanted two oranges or you wanted you know, a can of soup, um, and they would go back and get the things and bring them up. And So what he did was let the people, he essentially said, I moved the stock room and into the open so rather than having people go in the back and get the things he put it all out and then let the people choose and that also allowed larger selection because he could just stock the shelves with multiple things right so not just one brand of something that behavior of you picking yourself your own stuff out you still had to go to a cash register but then he evolves the idea of self-service into self-checkout self-checkout right yeah because the the world accommodated his vision and everything you know the shelves were filled now you can check yourself out and i when you mentioned piggly wiggly every time i hear that name i associate it with the movie driving miss daisy yes yeah because she would have hoke her driver driver to the piggly wiggly, piggly wiggly which was a very southern thing right yeah and all and there and there the other big thing about that story they mentioned as a sidebar was the use of pink pink was very important for a color Pink. Pig, Piggly Wiggly's design sense. And he had, right. he had built a huge pink mansion in Memphis, which is now a museum. But he, he got the patent. He got a broad patent in the U.S. for the self-serving store, and, um, which is essentially what uh, Piggly Wiggly was as a franchise. And then he moved into this Kidoozle and Food Electric, which uh, both did not do well. But there was an automat in Philly up until the 80s where you could actually go and you take a piece of pie. And, you know, somebody the would classic. put another... Yeah, right. Hort, Classic corner. You think put the diamond yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we so. had one in New York. The last one, the very last one, was Third Avenue and Forty uh, something. And uh, by then, it was not what it was before right. that. You know, it was the it was like, they, and there have been some great documentaries about the automats in general and what you know, like what a democratic place it was, and you could always get a good good meal there. It was not that expensive. Yeah. Time's Is there anything by, you miss? Right? Anything? Any old old restaurants you miss from the day, or fast food, or anything? No longer. Well, exists. we 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 skated all by that, right? Uh, we we never got to enjoy the automat, and no, not really. I can't think of anything on it for you. There was a small way. Well, I think it was small. It was similar to a McDonald's, I guess, or a Burger King. It was in in Southern Connecticut, that New York, New Jersey, called Wetsons. Ah. W-E-T-S-O-N-S. And they, they had a great hamburger. At least as a little kid, I thought it was. <laughs> and my grandmother, as a treat, we'd get to sneak over there and get a, get a Wetson's hamburger. She never understood. You know, they started doing the trays where you would do, you know, you yeah. go there and you get the, the tray. And uh, one time I was visiting my grandmother in high school, and I was like, Nan, where'd you get all these trays from? She goes, oh, you get them when you go to Wetson's. <laughs> I said, she goes, they give them to you when you carry your food out. I said, so she would carry the food out to the car in this tray and keep the tray. She never told them she was, it was to go or whatever, so they would put it on the trays if she was eating inside. She, God, she must have had 100 trays. Well, and, as uh, kids, you must have had always had perfect sleds. <laughs> well, that's what, 
<laughs> he used the trays college, that's winter. what we used to, yeah, we did that. Yeah. You probably the did that in Binghamton. We did that too, yeah. Yeah, take the trays you know, out of the dining down. hall and slide down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, is, is Jimmy's of Savin Rock still around? You know, I, yeah, I, I can't imagine why it wouldn't be, right? That was, uh, Tim and I used to go there in high school. Also, um, I want to say it was Pepe's and it was. Like oh yeah, no, Pepe's. that's still there. Yeah. That's, that's an Pizza. institution. Yeah. These are things I would miss if they weren't around. Um, I would definitely miss friendlies if it wasn't around. Not that I've eaten there in a long time, but just knowing what the friendlies experience is all about, yeah. you know. <laughs> Let's see. Jimmy's the Savin Rock is still there, John. Five Rock Road, West Haven, Connecticut. Savin Rock Park. Best Jimmy's. Fried clam. I think that's the first place I ever had fried clams. Jimmy's a Savin Rock. We got to get over there next yeah, time. Next oh, they got time a prime are. rib. They got a prime <laughs> rib and they got health. I went there with Tim. I think it, this was either the the orange the orange vega or the white Chirac. Oh, it had to be the orange. No, it had to be the orange. We were with Marianne. We went down to Jimmy's and I had fried clams for the first time and I loved them. And I just remember the paper container they came in after we were done. It was just one big grease spot. (laughs) They have a takeout too. I mean, you know, we just, you know, I miss I miss those things. The one place I want to go to, which we never I can't believe we never went, was the place where they invented the hamburger, which is Louis in New Haven. Louise in New Haven. That's right. I don't know if I've never been there. Tim, you, you have never done that. Crazy. That's, maybe that should be a trip. You and I should go back and do a trip of our state that we never, ever. The nutmeg tour. The nutmeg <laughs> tour that we never had. Because we lived there. <laughs> now we don't. And we could like, you know, do a nutmeg tour. Well, that snack bar that's in town, you know, we used to call it Cedar Hollow, but then it was, now it's called Denmo Snack Bar. But it's one of the top 10 roadside attractions in America now in terms of food, roadside food, which... Seriously? You know, they always had a good chili dog, and they did have good clams. My mother actually went there the other day to go to the clam bar and got some fried clams. Oh, my God. See, these are the things. Like, I I don't know about... I didn't shop at Piggly Wiggly when I was a kid, or we didn't do Automat, but these are the places I would miss, right? Yeah. So, next time you you get through, John, you'll have to get off off exit 14 and then head through Southbury. Stop at the Denmos, get yourself a lobster roll or chili dog. They have lobster rolls at Denmo. Oh, yeah. Thanks Some of the best. Visit. Next time I visit my mom, I might stop and pick her one up because she loves a good lobster roll. Well, it's one of the best, and it's filled with a lot of lobster meat, and my dad was swore by it. And it's Connecticut lobster roll, which is different than the lobster rolls in the rest of the country. We don't use mayonnaise. Oh, it's I've butter. always wanted the best lobster roll in the world. I've always, <laughs> always gonna, wanted that. Just to get it. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm imitating my mom. All right, at the uh, the top of the show, I mentioned our shop talk, and um, the headline, it's an article from Inc. That Tim, Inc. Magazine that Tim found. It's called, Having Trouble Going to Sleep, One Simple Tweak May Change That. I'm not sure how much I agree with the one sp- simple tweak as being the only thing that would permanently make you fall asleep faster, but it is a good one. So basically, um, the article talks about how uh, Ariana Huffington talks about getting to sleep at night and how she you know, eventually does a book called The Sleep Revolution. And she identifies the big sleep problem that many people face. And that is that when we watch TV or engage on the computer or our tablets, we're being um, bombarded with blue light. You know, that's the nature of these, t- uh, of these screens. That's what they project. And it apparently keeps us alert and awake enough that you would not fall asleep right away when you get into bed and have trouble falling asleep and you start your brain starts racing the whole thing so her recommendation is zero screen time before you go to bed and that would be tv and all this other stuff or 
what I do, my iPad, for example, is set up to automatically switch to something called night mode after seven o'clock. I think it literally makes the screen more yellow and warmer in tone. Um, I have not had problems falling asleep lately. When I do, it's usually because I'm obsessing about something I have to do the next day. (laughs) Is that the same with you? Yeah, it is. I, there were two things. The first one, I thought, you know, kind of as a sidebar, what happened to Ariana Huffington? I mean, she used to be like dog poop. She was on everything. She used to be All everywhere. over the place, yeah. And then she seems to have, uh, so when I saw her name, I kind of laughed when I saw her name in the article, because I thought, boy, she used to be on everywhere. Like Faith as, Popcorn. As a pundit, right? And then she's kind of disappeared. I'm guilty of the TV one. I used to always, I think when I would travel so much, I would put the TV on the hotel room and fall asleep. A lot of people don't like that. Um, I've had a number of friends that can't sleep unless the room is totally almost pitch dark, black, ink black, and um, no noise. And to me, I like to have a little noise. When I hear no noise, I start thinking someone's in the house because, you know, I hear it creaking. <laughs> so I'd rather not hear somebody come in. So I, I put the TV on. But um, I know when I go to, my, uh, go to my mom's house, there's no TV or anything in the bedrooms. And um, I'll take my iPad in sometimes and try to read. But I'm like you. Mine is shut down. I also have all the, the bing bangs and the notifications shut off at Turned nine off. o'clock, so I don't hear any noise uh, from them at nine o'clock where somebody has sent a text or it's usually some sort of unwanted text that comes in from somebody telling trying to sell me something. But um, so I do shut that down. I, I wonder though. They said that it was. It, it's this is almost just like shutting down in general though, right? Because you could sit with a book and read with a light. Yeah. But I, I guess it's a different light than the blue light. They mm-hmm. said the blue light that comes off these uh, screens affects the uh, affects the development of melatonin. Yep, which uh, is, is natural in the body to help you sleep. Have you ever taken melatonin? Yeah, I did. Um, it was one of those things that you learned when we when you and I were younger. We were doing a lot of business travel. You know, you'd pick this up from road warriors and stuff like because you would be flying into a city for one yeah. night only, and everybody oh take melatonin. Never really liked it. And, and people would, uh, then I heard about, like, was it melatonin? Then L-tryptophan was another yes, one, which was yeah. that ingredient in Turkey or something. None of these things worked. Actually, one time I was traveling with you, and I, I said, I'm going to have trouble falling asleep. And you said, you know, you should keep the TV on. I said, no, 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 no. I never sleep with the TV. And you said, well, maybe keep it on, and you can't see it, but make the volume really, really low so you can barely hear it. And that actually does the trick for me. Sometimes if I just have that distraction, yeah. I can doze off. Is that the same? Yeah, it, it, I, I believe so. When I had a lot of knee pain, it just was uh, trouble sleeping. So I went, you'll love this. I should post this on our Facebook page. So the, the, it said there's the sure way the Brits have been sleeping for years, and you know, decades. And it's essentially something similar to like the shipping news. And so around all of the ports of, of, of uh, the UK, they have this very kind of dry PBSy thing of, by the north third, fourth parameter, latitude three, four, seven, rain showers. Rain showers today, rain showers tomorrow on the fourth perimeter of the fifth wound of the... And it's, <laughs> it's very monotone. I'll have to... I'm not doing it justice, but I screamed. And it gives this this weather of these different areas all around, uh, you know, the huge island of of, uh, of England, and it's it's actually does it did put me to sleep. So buoy number six reports <laughs> yes. barometric Gale pressure. winds at four meters high, <laughs> sea levels to be warned, 
on the third latitude of the fifth night of the sunrise. It's like... This is why you're calling it the shipping news, because it's not necessarily the shipping news, but it's the the, the port weather. You know, yeah, like it was all. Yes, and, exactly. And... You're right. It was, it was. I'll have to. I'll find it and post it just because it. Um, hey, it may help somebody go to sleep. So. So Tim, that's kind of like a, a, a sort of a very quirky white noise generator. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you're exactly, or you see those little app things where it's you, the sound of the ocean or the sound of leaves rustling or a fire crack, crack, crackling or something to that effect. But um, I took I melatonin call... the other night, mm. and I had this wild dream. I, I, I wish I should write them down, but essentially I was with, um, I want to say I was with Elton John and we were being chased by panthers, <laughs> and which made zero sense. Zero <laughs> sense to anything. And we were trying to get into some sort of place. But yeah, I don't like melatonin because it does kind of make me a little bit uh, loopy, I guess. I was using CBD for a while. You know, we had that CBD yeah. that I liked. I think Bob liked it as well. He but does. We can't, yeah. we can't, I couldn't find it anymore because it was in Colorado. They gave him melatonin when he was in the hospital recently. Um, yeah. They gave it to him late at night, too. So the next morning, he just felt, it made him feel out of it. You know, just kind of like not yeah. completely there. I like this idea of what you've landed on, though, like the weather report from around the UK, because it's white, as I said, it's white noise, but it's the kind of thing that, as you were saying that, I'm reminded of the fact that sometimes if I want to go to sleep, if I put on a TV show, an old show, mm -hmm. like if you put on Happy Days or, you know, I Dream of Jeannie, like we know it's, or even I Love Lucy, you don't even have to see it because you just know it so well that it lulls you into <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you and I could do stand-in. You could do stand-in some of those. Or you could watch your old Star Trek. Oh, per yeah, I could, yeah. You know, you could say them in your sleep. So, uh, so that was our um, shop talk for the, for the week. So what we'll do, though, is I will post that UK shipping uh, <laughs> to our Facebook page, which is Focus yeah. Group Radio. So, hey, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, John, for uh, helming the ship here to produce the show for us each week, as you do. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to our friends at Deep Discount. Be sure to head over to focusgroupradio.com. Click on the Deep Discount logo. Start shopping away. I had picked this week during the cult and indie film classic sale. Uh, best in show. John picked what we do in the shadows. And the new release is Fast X. While you're also at focusgroupradio.com, be sure to tune in to our podcast, which is released every Tuesday, TFG Unbuttoned. So we hope uh, all of you are having a good and safe summer season. Don't text and drive. Arrive alive, and we'll see you next time here in the Focus Group. It's the Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Accessible on all platforms. Subscribe, like, and rate us on your platform of choice. Learn more at focusgroupradio.com. That was a stunning Focus Group. <laughs>